Hi, Eliza. And hello, listeners. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Dear Human. Yeah, welcome to Dear Human Season 2, Episode 2, The Pivot. Welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome uh, to the show. <laughs> so, Maya, how is it going? Yeah. Another week? Another, uh, another week is going well. was very busy with work this week. You had your first midterm. I had my first midterm which was an experience, and so that's done and out the way. Uh, my voice still sounds like a frog. I don't know when these allergies are going to loose their grip from my vocal cords, but hopefully soon. They love you yeah. just as much as the rest of us do, Maya. Oh, I can't let go. <laughs> but Eliza, how yes. was your week? My week was fine. I had one interview um, uh-huh. for a job that I think went pretty well. It was a panel interview. I have never done that before. And it was on Zoom and I was a little nervous to see like eight names on the Zoom invitation. But actually it was sort of nice because then it wasn't just like one person focusing all of their questions and stuff at me. And I could watch other people for reactions. I find that not everyone has learned how to train their face on Zoom. Just like in person, not everyone is like a great active listener even if they are listening they're not always great at showing you that right and Mm -hmm. so um in job interviews or also like when I do wine tastings um sometimes I'll see people being like super unresponsive and it could just be because they're like really listening but they sort of have that rbf face (laughs) Uh, I had a couple wine tastings that were really fun that I led I did one for a group from Bumble um, oh how fun yeah yeah they were fun I did have a moment where I like blew their minds which was also sort of fun one of them said you know you know how red wines have like black cherry and like black pepper in them you know why why is it that those kind of things aren't added to white wines? And I said, oh, you know, actually when you see those notes like black cherry, pepper, cloves, strawberries or whatever, that's not added to the wine. That is just, those are just like tasting notes. Oh my gosh, sorry. It's okay. Weird noise. That was the cat feeder. The cats are <laughs> taking over my life. And they were like, what? There's not someone who just goes around like adding cherries to wine? And I said, no, it's all, it's just sort of what you're expected to taste. So that was fun. It's fun to have like those aha moments Mm. with people. And once again, see if I were mean and not, you know, the perfectly actualized human that I am, uh, I, you know, I could have been like, what's wrong with you? That's so stupid. But instead... We shifted shame to sharing, like we talked about in our last episode. Look at that callback. And we made it like a really fun learning experience. Yeah. So no one felt ashamed that they had learned that because wine is such like an elusive sort Mm -hmm. of mysterious beverage that, I mean, yeah, if I hadn't like read some books and taken some classes, I might think too that there was leather and tobacco in the wine that I was drinking but yeah good week um the fall is beginning to come the seasonings Mm -hmm. are pivoting and did I say the seasonings you did but I was gonna let it rock I was gonna (laughs) let it rock (laughs) 
Oh, my brain is melting. Um, it's okay, mine too. But yeah, the seasons are changing. The seasonings are also, you know, we're probably moving into like soup season. So you're probably going to put different seasonings in your soups than you might True. other things. But I'm good and I am happy as always to be here with you recording. Aww, thanks, Eliza. I'm happy to be here with you. Mm, thanks. Um, Maya, you had mentioned that you saw some tweets that related Mm -hmm. to our conversation last week. Yeah, I will share them. So I was on Twitter and I took some screenshots because I knew that it would be hard to find. Okay, so so why don't do you want to remind listeners what we talked about? Oh, case, that would be helpful. In case, in case they don't not. listen to our our episode like three times. So we were talking about shifting your idea of guilty pleasures, pivoting from your idea of good guilty pleasures, and just enjoying what you enjoy. So. This tweet, which sort of, I guess, tangentially relates, but I thought it would be nice to share. Um, The person asked, what is one thing you would tell someone to buy to enhance, even slightly, their life that costs $25 or under? Something frivolous, but brings you joy. So she added the frivolous component, but she didn't have to, right? Right. According Mm -hmm. to our podcast. Yeah. And so the one that I really liked, this woman said, woolen socks from Costco. Ooh. Um, she's like, these are Kirkland wool socks, and for a fraction of the price, they are softer and better than smart wool. I think I have and some of those. are a game changer. Do you? Yeah, from college. Are they as good as she says? They're very soft. They're not super chunky, which is nice, unless you want chunky socks, but like for sliding into some leather boots or whatever in the winter, nice, keep you warm, fun colors. Okay. And I mean, considering I've had mine, oh God, has it really been... Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I've had mine for a long time. Uh, So I I agree with that one. Were there any others? Yes, there was. um, This woman, I'm going to try and explain it because I didn't realize that it would be. When I was reading it, I forgot that our listeners would not also be able to see the picture. Um, So Just paint it with your words, Maya. I'm going to try. So this woman bought paper tassels, uh-huh. like streamers, yeah, and hung them across the like top part of her window in front of her curtains. And so her curtains are sheer, and th- these are like a mix of like pinks and grays. She was like, she called them just the right amount of eye candy. Oh. And she was like, my motto is, you don't need a party to buy party supplies. And I really like that. Oh, I really like that too. <laughs> right? It's just like, yeah, why do I? Yeah, I could just buy glitter and, and yeah. tassels. Especially mm-hmm. now. I feel like sometimes I will just walk through the party section at like Target. And there's some really cute little banners and things that. Aren't there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And often it's not. I mean, sure, there are the ones that are like, happy birthday, it's a baby or whatever. But then there are some that are like, oh, some like some llamas and mermaids are hanging out on a string together. Yeah. I really like that. Mm -hmm. That makes me, can I, I'm going to go off on a little, a little nostalgia tangent for a second. So as the weather has been changing, I've been thinking about last year at this time. And around this time was when you and I had started talking about the podcast, but we're also planning a Mm -hmm. um, virtual baby shower together, (laughs) which also means that our dear friend's baby is almost a year old, which is (gasps) wild. That's right. Um, But when you talked about paper tassels, it made me think of another celebration that I organized for Allie, our friend, 
before she got married, we I like hosted her bachelorette weekend at my house in Austin, and everyone was very nice and came there as opposed to us like going to an Airbnb somewhere else. But anyway, I at that point had thought like, oh, like we need to decorate the house, like it's a weekend, but we should have decorations. And so I'd seen somewhere online someone be like, look, paper tassels are super easy to make, so just like this is how you do it. So I'd gone to a store and bought like different construction paper or no no um tissue paper and one weekend I was sitting and making them and I had and I just like had all this tissue paper on my table <laughs> and I also had the what what do you think is the opposite of wherewithal like the oh dear the naked um, with nothing just no like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I good wordplay. I'm trying. I'm trying not to say that I was like stupid enough, but essentially I like wasn't being very thoughtful, and I had lit a candle, and so I like had oh a candle on the table, and I um huh? <laughs> I, I was like doing this, and I like looked away at one point, or I don't know what I was doing, and I looked over, and <laughs> all of my tissue paper tassels had caught <gasps> flames, and so there was like oh gosh. a tiny fire on my dining room table, and I was like. Oh. Oh my God. Uh, what do I do? And, and you know, in those moments, like, I would not be a good first responder because it was just sort of like, um, okay, I'm the only one in the house, so I guess I am the one who has to take care of this. And so I think I just got, like, a pot of water and poured it. But needless to say, we had far fewer tassels than I expected oh, to my have. Gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but, Your well, whole house could have caught fire, I know. Eliza. It was not, it was a big naked with nothing moment oh my gosh oh but see all for the eye candy you all know, for the you eye don't candy. need a party for a little bit yep. of sparkle but listeners also you don't need to don't light a candle don't like uh, if you're going to be making paper tassels yes yeah. keep candles far away keep from yourself away. from your children okay my ass okay <laughs> back on so, track um back on track pivoting pivoting this to, week yeah yeah Oh, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. I was going to say you had a great idea, and I wanted you to oh. lead us in. So this week, I thought we could talk about pivoting your position, if we're going to mm. use a fun alliteration. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean changing your opinion about something that you've held for a very long time. Being able to change your opinion is happening a lot these days in law school, because we are talking about a lot of things that people have opinions on that may or may not be grounded in fact and so in some classes we have conversations that are like okay so now that you know the facts does your opinion change mm-hmm. does it not um it's like hard to to say oh I guess yeah I guess my opinion does change I think it makes people feel or like makes personally I statements it can feel like oh am I like disingenuous because I've changed this opinion that I've had for a very long time and have been very loud about mm-hmm. and it's like no it makes you a person that can think and yeah, it's, I think it's not as problematic as people make it out to be to change your mind. It does feel like as a society, we're very built on like what expressing our values and holding true to our values and like, and our opinions and voicing them and stuff like that. So yeah, it can feel disingenuous or like you are losing a part of your identity when you change your mind about something big. I mean, when you're changing your mind about something small, it's just that you are, right. you know, being a human. Um, But when you're changing your mind about something big, you're being a human too. And I think like we are flexible and it can be scary, but I think that's really important. It's like a good brain exercise to be able to have the flexibility to like understand another stance, take it on and then accept it as your own. 
also even if you don't end up changing your mind just the ability to like truly sit in someone else's opinion and listen to it mm. um because oftentimes and i'm just going back to law school please so like part of the law school learning is after you read cases that explain law mm, okay. right our professors will give us hypotheticals or fact patterns as depending on which little legal jargon they want to use and it is a made-up scenario based off of facts that like happened in real life but have not pertained a hundred percent to any one case that we've read mm-hmm. but are sort of analogous to some of them and so your job is to then provide arguments based off of the cases that we read for either side and so you can't just be like oh well i agree with the plaintiff so i'm just going to argue for the plaintiff and the professor's like no you have to argue for both which mm. is very difficult to do in classes that are like pretty low stakes like contracts where it's like okay fine like th- there's no real there not is there isn't always like a public policy issue within contracts although sometimes um but much harder to do in like criminal law where like there's very much like a moral feeling or like a moral direction that people want to go in right it is hard to sort of put your opinions aside and listen to someone else and in doing those exercises i don't always change my mind but it has made me way more tolerant of Hmm. listening through someone else's counter opinion which I was not always able to do. I used to just be like, all right, your opinion is wrong, so I'm not listening anymore. But now I have a little bit more space and patience to listen to them say their whole spiel. And then I have been able to also say, well, this one thing that you said, I agree with, but these other things that you said, I don't agree with. And it's, I've been able to do that with friends that I'm making now and like, we're still friends. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I think definitely it's a skill. And that's something that people have to, we have to work on as a society. Yeah. It's like listening to everyone else. That is, that is such a good skill though. And I think like making, you said it, making space to, for other people's opinions is important. Even if it is just to listen and hear people out as opposed to reacting right away. But I do think we are like creatures of comfort and creatures of habit. And so we don't like to go out of our comfort zone or like sit in discomfort. But I do think it's important here to, yeah, in these situations where like, sure, someone's opinion might make you uncomfortable. But I think unless it's like a life or death situation, taking the time to just listen um, is important. And then also, I'm sure in law, like there are times and in just normal life, there are times when you will never fully accept that person's opinion. But like if you have their whole opinion, then you have the time to figure out your whole opinion and, you know, make a sound response. Do you have, though, any suggestions, Maya, for maybe not? I mean, it could be with law or it could be with, you know, just like conversations that we have with our friends do you have any suggestions for our listeners for like how to make this pivot or how to like sit in that discomfort a little bit all right so i guess i would have like two pieces of advice okay okay one is for when you are having this conversation Mm one-on-one and one is for when you're having conversations like this with a group of people okay um because and this just comes from the way I react in those situations. Um, in a group setting, I'm way more conscious of other people's thoughts about my, what I'm going to say. And so sometimes that can like affect the way that I react in situations. But let me talk about when um, you're in a one-on-one conversation or when I'm in a one-on-one conversation, I really just try and listen to the whole, to the, like, 
everything the person says Mm -hmm. and try to talk less. It also helps that I was also a clinician and so I'm not uncomfortable with silence in the middle of a conversation, but I think that really helps. And as you're listening, it makes it easier to not react to the small things they're saying and try and understand the the big picture. Um, Because I think sometimes we react to the small things and so we just judge their opinion off of the details right and then in a larger group knowing when the conversation is going to be productive and when it's not going to be productive and I think you don't want to try and engage on this pivot journey in a group Mm -hmm. of people that really just want to argue right so I guess like the big thing is listening yeah more than talking I think we live in a culture of like that really emphasizes talking and being reactive and having opinions. And I think if we could pivot more towards a culture of listening and observing, maybe we would all be a little better off. I think, yeah, society makes it hard to do that. Plus it's hard when you feel like your values are being attacked or like you feel really passionate about something. But I think what you're saying is so true. Like, Like, I think it's worth having these conversations, but also you have to protect your peace to do a call Mm -hmm. back to last season and like sometimes people are just not in a place where they then are willing to listen to your thoughts after they have given theirs right um and I think with the one-on-one thing you know when we're having conversations with friends be them like be they really tough conversations or like airing opinions or just you know general conversations I think the thing we have to remember is that if you have a strong enough friendship, disagreeing on something or like having a different opinion is not going to be what breaks that friendship. In fact, like being able to talk through those things might make it all the stronger. Um, So I think we also have to like trust each other a little bit and like realize Mm -hmm. that even if people have different opinions than us, that doesn't necessarily doesn't make them any less human, doesn't necessarily mean that everything that they believe in is totally contrary to what we believe. And it certainly doesn't mean that like you're going to lose a friendship, or I would hope not, over, you know, talking about something that's important to you and sort of having these hard conversations. And maybe that's a marker of a friendship that is not necessarily in its season. Like if you can't Mm -hmm. have hard conversations with your friends, then maybe those are just friends that aren't I'm not gonna say aren't your true friends but maybe it's just like those aren't the friends that you have you like air your whole entire self to right no absolutely absolutely but trust yeah trust is a big thing I think it's trusting the other person and also trusting yourself because I think Mm. a lot of the times when people double down on their ideas or opinions and don't listen to someone else it's because they on some level are insecure about part of whatever their opinion is or don't trust their understanding or don't trust like there's like something else going on because if you are like if you truly trust yourself you are more able to listen to other people's criticisms about criticisms about your opinion or thoughts about yours or listen to theirs and still listen and engage and then still like walk away Mm -hmm. um like for an easy example I, i I am a Cowboys fan, and I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFL, and I will not change my mind on this. So, but I do have no, I have no problems listening to other people talk about my team. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though I know that, even though I know that they're objectively the best team in the NFL, um, I 
know that we have a lot of issues, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but our owner has had some questionable responses to some societal issues that have come up in the last couple of years. And um, our, some of our players have had some interesting thoughts about certain health concerns. Mm. Um, and before, and I think now that I am in a place where I like know that being a Cowboys fan is like an unpopular opinion and, but I like, it's part of my identity, it's who I am. Mm-hmm. I can, can more easily have conversations when people say, oh, but like, did you hear about, and I can say, yeah, I know. You know, like, I know, I know that's not great, and it frustrates me, too, and still, I'm a Cowboys fan, but, like, years ago, when people would bring that up, I, like, would be like, no, what are you talking about? No, they're perfect. No, 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 and I, like, because I had not trusted that, like, it would be okay for me to be a Cowboys fan and, like, still have friends if I, like, admitted the Brad things, and so now I'm like, cool, yeah, I know, I know our owner needs, I know we need a new owner, I do, but I still love this team. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, like, that goes back to what we talked about last week. Like, it's important not to have – if you truly, like, believe in something, you know, or love something, like, you shouldn't feel shame about it necessarily. And so I think it's okay, you know, it's it's important to feel strongly about your things. I think it's also important for, like, the rest of us to realize that just because someone has some – like, has one part of them that we don't necessarily agree with. I mean, this comes with a grain of salt. Like, if it, once again, if we of go course. back yeah. to, yeah, yeah. you know, if they are I mean, if, all of the badists or right, icks, right. Um, but if it's, like, they like a team that's not yours or something like that, then that doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't mean that you, like, cannot be friends or, like, have other things that you bond on on different levels. And I think that can even extend to, like, the harder conversations um, so to not beat around the bush, right? Like this whole vaccine thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think there are people who really believe that the vaccine is helpful, of which I am one. Mm-hmm. But there are also people who really, for, there are also people who really believe the vaccine is a terrible idea. And I think that, like, we can say, oh, this is more of an issue of right versus wrong. Right. But we also forget that the other side also believes this is an issue of right versus wrong, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, now, even if science dictates that this truly is the right, as science does, so we have to also respect that people believe and have the opinion that the science is wrong. Right. Um, but if I want to help someone, like, begin the process of pivoting their position, you really have to listen to their whole thing, like, their whole idea. Right. Um, because and- often, especially with things like health or, I mean, politics, but especially health, I mean, like... Often those opinions are deeply rooted in a lot, you know, in fear right. and past experiences. And like, if you are trying to have someone see your side of the issue, that just attacking them is not going to work. Right. Um, you really have to listen to like hear where they're coming from. You know, I think being able to hold space for people's fears that you don't understand, I think, helps you move differently in the world also. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you're just like more aware that there's more than one story. Right. I mean, that's like a super anthropological thing of just like being Mm. culturally aware and like accepting that sometimes what is right for you is not right for someone else um, or like based in fear or something based in difference. But yeah, I think we have much more productive conversations and are able to, you know, pivot our opinions or just like accept that people are different than us when we do make that space. Well, we talked about trust and like giving 
other people some grace but I think it's important to give ourselves a little bit of grace and be patient with ourselves too because I'm sure all of us have at least one opinion or one like held value set or truth that maybe we don't love you know I think Mm -hmm. there are certain things you know especially based on like how we were brought up and whether that's I think we've been talking about like fairly political things but I think this you know you can also think about like what we talk about in in therapy and things like that, things that we believe about ourselves or, mm-hmm. you know, about how we deserve to be treated or how we should walk around in the world that can be like, you know, a little damaging um, or maybe not the healthiest beliefs and values to have because they are part of us, like, especially if they're really like deep rooted, they're not going to be ones that can change really quickly. And so I think like, turning this whole conversation inward is also really important and like figuring out and sometimes it's hard to do it on your own and it's easier to do it I think it's also like so appropriate to if you have the friends that who are who are willing to make space with you like have conversations of like look this is something that I'm struggling with that I don't you know necessarily love about myself and I like want to get through it I want to try to like hold space for myself and understand why I believe this, but figure out how to maybe change it. Um, And I think, yeah, giving yourself the space and the understanding is really important and might be like the hardest pivot that you make um, when you're in your own mind, figuring out like, wow, this is something that I believe because of how I was raised or how I have been treated or how I walk around in the world and figuring out why you believe that, figuring out, you know, if you would like to change your opinion on it Totally. Um, is important, but it takes time. And I think it, the same with takes time, takes listening, the same with, you know, the outward conversations that we have. Now that's real, Eliza. And it takes time. And also it takes like you, I think a lot of forgiveness of yourself, mm. you know, like you got to forgive yourself, um, which is sort of in your same vein of giving yourself grace, like in the same way that you apologize to people in a conversation, like, Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. Like, I think you should also apologize to yourself and be like, sorry you know I think because you're right there are opinions that we hold about ourselves or that we hold about other things based off of how we grew up that we don't always like and it's okay to just say I'm sorry and then change once again I think like this all goes back to like if we were willing to be more vulnerable and like willing to Mm -hmm. have these types of conversations out in the open even if it's just with our loved ones and not like people who have contrary opinions to us or like you know things like that I think the world would be a much better place. It might be scarier in the fact that we were like wearing our hearts on our sleeves, but I think like if Mm -hmm. you can get past that fear or if we collectively could, then maybe we would have a lot less fear about difference and like be much less reactive. I have faith that it's happening more now than it used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least with the people that I talk to, I think. People are more willing to engage in these vulnerable conversations. And I think because most people, more people also are willing to kind of do their own self-work, like we talked about, Eliza. I think that's why more people are willing to, like, do the work outside with other people. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good, Maya. I, like, Uh, was a little nervous about this conversation, but I think we brought up some good points. Hopefully showed people that you can make space to have conversations, even if you are having a conversation about having conversations. You can, like, work through it. So, Uh, Eliza? Yeah, Maya? Were you going to say something? Did I interrupt you? No. Nothing. Oh. Okay. What, uh, What are you looking forward to this week? 
Oh, well, one thing I'm looking forward to, this is a small, a small thing. And actually, this is just to, today or something. But the Great British Bake Off has a new season out. And mm-hmm. I, I started watching it. Yeah. So we watched the first episode last week. And I think the new episodes drop on Fridays. Mm-hmm. But we went out to dinner last night, so did not have time to watch it. So I am excited for a delightful, you know, hour of watching charming British people make baked goods. Um, that is something I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to uh, slightly cooler weather. Brightens everything. That is not to say I'm ready for winter. What about you, okay. Miss Maya? Um, well, I will just say the second episode of Great British Bake Off was so cute. I watched that last night. But I am looking forward to, we are going on fall break. (laughs) And it starts Friday and it ends Wednesday. Ooh, nice. And I am so ready to just relax. Yes. That sounds great. Are you? Yeah. And... Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, do you have any plans other than relaxing? I'm going home. I'm oh, going home. I am. So I'm getting good. on a train so yeah. I don't have to drive. I know. And I'm taking the train home. Excellent. And Yep. And it's going to be wonderful. Um, my mom has already talked about what we're going to eat for dinner. Ooh. And I can't wait. Um so that is getting me through this week. Oh, that sounds so <laughs> lovely. So as a reminder, dear humans, we are coming out twice a month. So you'll hear from us again in two weeks. We drop two the weeks. episodes on Wednesdays. Like us and follow us. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been lovely, Hi. Maya. It's always lovely to talk to you. Listeners, you we too, hope girl. you have a wonderful rest of your week. Yep. You're making it over hump day. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, y'all. And we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.